welcome to episode number 26 of the Who Am I podcast with Southside Church of Christ. Here we are considering our identity as Christians and how that affects the way we live in today's world. I am Brian Dill, and here with me, as always, is the extraordinary Jackson Wells. Gone! That was, what uh, in the world? That was a Chewbacca impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that is that's the closest you can come to a Chewbacca. To I can come to uh, to a Chewbacca, to a, to a Wookie. Uh, yeah, a Wookie. Uh, but that was just saying hello. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, <laughs> so since this episode is going to be released on the Monday of Bible Camp, what do you think you're going to be doing when this episode is released? At 5 a.m. when this episode is released, <laughs> right. hopefully I will be asleep. If really? I'm awake. Okay. If I'm awake at 5 a.m., I'm going to be mad at somebody. <laughs> okay. Um, but What time do you usually get up on, on a typical camp day? I get up early enough to take a three-minute shower and get to the staff meeting. Oh, man. Um, I, uh, but what time is the staff meeting? The staff meeting is before the morning Devo, which is at like 7.30 or 8 or something. It tells you how good of a director I am. I don't even know the time. That's a good thing to say. What did you say? Uh, Aren't you in charge this, of all this? this the, mo- the morning time, not a great time. <laughs> See, yeah, that's, but that's the reason I'm up. I'm usually up at about 6.00. Yeah, morning because the campers are up at about seven or seven thirty. Yeah, and I want to be as it's, alert as I can be. It definitely, definitely, as as the week goes on, I get more. It's def- the mornings are, are rougher, but at the beginning of the week, I'll be I'll be pretty chipper. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get this episode started. Okay, as we are looking at this episode, and since we know it's coming out the week of Southside's Bible Camp, I thought it would be a great idea for us to share, let's say just one of our favorite camp memories. One? I wrote down three. You wrote down three? Yeah. (laughs) I could tell about the time I played soccer with like six foot diameter soccer balls. But the one, the one that I want to share with you oh. that is that is really probably one of the brightest memories I have was the, the year we did the greatest show. Oh, uh, right! And you did a theme at your, yes. your week of camp. Yes, very similar to that. But it was one of my favorite weeks of camp. It was right after the movie had come out, The Greatest Showman, and so the songs were tied into the lessons and everything. Right. Spiritually, it was a great week. I got to work really close with one of my peers, Bryson, and like we got to lead the middle school devos and stuff. It was just so much fun. But the last night, the camp director's oldest daughter, and um, her name her name is Skylar, she was, we were doing this obstacle course sort of as a team. Everybody had to hold on to the rope kind of deal and okay. had to work together to yeah. accomplish it. And we get to the last one. And people have arrived at the last station at different times, and there's like eight or nine, ten-ish catapults set up. Okay. And there are these, they're, when I say catapults, it's a, platform piece of plywood with two arms sticking up and a rubber band and you shoot right and we were shooting a tennis ball attached to a rope through a okay. clown's mouth oh man and okay skylar was the one that you know made the shot okay and 
it was it's just funny because it's the camp director's daughter and, right. and everybody was like it was, it was rigged oh right but yeah 100 yeah. percent luck you know it's, it's just <laughs> one of those one of those kinds of games but to to see her win and then the, the spiritual the, it was just a great week uh, right so right. i'll hold i'll hold that week in esteem so what about what about you brian well so so many years of of being involved i mean the the week that i'm involved with now i started participating as a as a staff member in 94 wow so this if i had not missed any years this would be year 30 uh, yeah. of of being on staff uh, I missed a couple of years in college, you know, that sort of thing. So, Too cool for school kind of uh, stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's because I was taking summer classes, oh, you no. know, that kind of thing, trying to get some, some gen ed yeah, stuff out yeah. of the way, you know, things like that. So with with the week that I'm involved with, it's younger kids. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, there's no campers that are in high school or anything. Right. And so it's all like middle school down to about third grade. And... Because of that, the nature of of the things that we do during the week are very different from a lot of other camps and yeah. weeks. And and one of the things that we do is something called a staff skit. Okay. And the director reads usually some kind of fairy tale story or bedtime story for kids, you know, or whatever. And he casts us in the skit. But we don't know what's coming. That's awesome. And he just says, he says, okay, tonight we're reading the story of the three little pigs. And so somebody is going to be, you know, there will be three people that are the pigs. Somebody's going to be the wolf. Somebody's going to be the, you know, they're going to put, you know, three or four Mm -hmm. people to represent each of the houses, you know, to wrap around the pigs or whatever. And so you're. You may be a prop. You may be one of the characters in the story. You know, whatever. That's great. And so this was all so new to me, and and I started out. You know, I'm I'm 15 years old. I, I'm just getting my feet wet. Still kind of trying to figure out. You know, how does this work and whatever. And they they cast me as Hensel in Hensel and Gretel. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I've kind of seen how other people do this. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ham it up mm-hmm. as big as I can. And it was great because the kids just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. You overreact to yeah. everything. Yeah. And, and the kids thought, you know, they, they loved it. And so that was like, oh man, this is, this is now my favorite part of the week. Yeah. Is is the years that I get to be in one of the staff skits and get to be like one of the main characters? There was one year I was Rumpelstiltskin, uh-huh. and so I did like the creepiest, weirdest voice I could. Give us and, a give us a little bit of it. Uh oh no no no, <laughs> and I and I, but I would run, and every time Rumpelstiltskin left the the scene, I would you know do this little laugh, and I'd jump up clicked my heels in the air as I ran <laughs> off the stage and out of the, the main building yeah. where we were having the, this. And the director realized that I was doing this every time. And so he started making excuses for me to have to leave the stage. And, and he, he, so I had to keep doing it yeah. several times. And the kids just ate it up. And for the next two or three years, they still called me Rubber Still. I love that. I love it when 
your staff, your adults buy in, you know, and if they, oh, yeah. if they're willing to do stuff like that, right. it makes camp so much better. So if oh, you're listening yeah. to this episode and you're thinking about being an adult that's at camp, do exactly that. We had last year, we had our USO yes. party or uh, talent right. show and right. it was Which just was a bunch of the great. staff members doing <laughs> silly stuff. And they knew they were doing silly stuff, and they handed up, and the kids lost their minds. Like, I've oh, never yeah. been in the lodge and heard the cheers <laughs> that were that loud. It was just, it was an unforgettable experience. Right, right. <laughs> we are, we're going to be talking this week about the question, am I an alien? And the reason we're asking that question is because that is the theme for this, this week of camp yeah. at Big Reedy for Southside. So the concept behind it, I know, is 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 11, which says, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which war against your soul. And the, the theme is aliens and exiles. Right. Now, the New American Standard says aliens and strangers here in this passage instead of sojourners and exiles. So, I mean, it you know, depending on which combination of translations you right. want to use, whatever, right. aliens and exiles is is the, the focus of this verse. And I wanted to, to take a second here at the beginning and talk about, like, how did you go about choosing this for your, your theme for the week of camp? What really drew you to this as an, an idea for, for Big Reading? Well, there's, there's a couple of things. One Whenever you have a theme that you know people are passionate about, it makes it a whole lot easier to run with this oh, sure. theme. And so space is a theme that, one, I've never fully done before or been okay. a part of. Okay. But I know that I've got staff members, Roy Staley, <laughs> who absolutely loves this. And so right. whenever you've got people that are fired up about it, that know a lot about it, um, it makes it it makes it a lot easier to to implement the concept of aliens and exiles and the spiritual application i think is is great because more than ever and it kind of ties into what the whole purpose of our podcast is more than ever kids feel like they need to be a part of the world mhm and if they go to church they've got this battle where the church is encouraging them to to not be and then the world is encouraging them to be a part of the world Right. And so there's this identity crisis where, where do I belong? And our hope for the week of camp is to help kids figure out that they belong in this brotherhood of aliens and exiles. And it's okay <laughs> to, to call yourself that. That's right. Because we know that this world isn't going to be where we end up. And right, it right. just makes it a whole lot easier when you know you've got people that are going to go on this journey with you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. And I love that as a as a theme, as something especially for kids to be reminded of that you don't you don't have to conform to what the rest of the world is doing. Right. You can be different and it's OK. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, not that we're, you know, just trying to be weird for the sake of being weird. Right. But, right. But uh, there is clearly a biblical precedent for being different yeah. from from the world around us. Absolutely. And so as we think about this verse as Christians, and when we think about what this verse in First Peter says about our identity, 
I think there are a few things that come to mind for me that I really wanted us to discuss. First of all, just simply, and you and you mentioned this, the reminder that this world is not our home. Mm-hmm. This world is not our final destination. You know, yeah. and we sing it. We sing the song. Uh, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Right. You know, that's right. exactly the English we use today. <laughs> but, I but guarantee still, we'll sing that song at camp. At least, oh, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? You know, the idea that this is temporary. And and Jesus tells his apostles this in John 15 and verse 19. Uh, he says, you are not of this world. And straight up, he just tells them that uh, this this world is not really your focus. Yeah. And also think of like 2 Corinthians 5, uh, one of my favorite uh, passages to go to when thinking in these terms, because Paul talks about our bodies in terms of uh, being tents. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that you know about a tent, no matter how fancy of a tent it may be, no matter how much money you may, you may have spent on the nicest tent out there, mm-hmm. it's still just a tent. Yeah. It's it's a temporary dwelling place. It is when you go camping and you go out and you live in a tent, you're usually going to be pretty glad to finally get home. Yeah. <laughs> to right. get out of sleeping in the woods and <laughs> sleeping yeah. you know, wherever in the tent. You come home and leave the tent life behind, Yeah, if you want to put it that way. And, and that's one of the most important things, I think, for us to draw out of this verse. Absolutely. This idea. We, we definitely have found comfort in the life that we live in, which is fine. But this goes back to course the day that this is being released you didn't speak yesterday um about this but (laughs) you were talking about how we think about death and one of the ways that we think about death is ignoring it and i'm not gonna i'm hoping that i'm not gonna scare the kids at camp making them think about death and stuff (laughs) but we want them to know that when life is over that they have a place in heaven that's right there are things that they can do to ensure that and so uh this world's not my home. Yeah. It, it's a true statement, and it's something we need to be mindful of. Right. And and I think because this world is not our home, we need to be very careful about what we invest ourselves in. Oh, yeah. The, the things of this world are not to really be the things that we are truly spending our, our time and our focus and our energy on as a as a priority right we had a class recently where we talked about doing pointless tasks (laughs) and and it was funny because a lot of the things that the kids were coming up with are like yeah i love i love doing those things i love playing video games i love solving rubik's cubes i i love reading books but like and it kind of seems harsh but like what does that actually accomplish um, am, am right. i am i doing this task for the betterment of god's kingdom or am i doing this so i feel better about myself or what like what is what is the what is the actual reason and the right. question that i kind of posed to them was is is what you do going to help god's kingdom um <laughs> the series is titled sit together and i'm going to talk about it later because it ties into something that you're going to say but oh okay <laughs> uh, we have 
we we have a responsibility as aliens and exiles to encourage people to come with us. Kind of got a job. It's not a pointless task to to go and, and get people to to hop on the the alien ship with us when it's yes. time to go. Yes, and whenever we let things of the world distract us, and it it, it just it detracts from our mission. Right, and it's just that's part of being human. Um, that's part of the the struggle of this life is we're gonna be we're gonna get distracted. We're gonna have to <laughs> overcome these challenges, and so hopefully at camp we're and just at church and in our daily walks in general we're encouraging not just our kids but our adults to find ways to combat that. Right, and I think it's the the focus has to be more often on things that are actually of eternal significance. Right. We we spend so much of our time worrying about and stressing about things that don't actually matter right. in right. in the bigger the biggest picture, in the eternal picture. Right. And I think that's a lot of what scripture is getting at, you know, when when it talks about, you know, stop laying up treasures for yourself here on earth, lay up treasures in heaven. Right. You know, don't be conformed to this world, Romans 12, verse 2. You know, uh, don't love the things of this world, 1 John 2 and 15. You know, there's a lot of passages that we could go to that really speak to the idea of recognizing that this world is not priority one. Mm -hmm. I think when when we stop worrying about things that are so temporary, Mm -hmm. that are so worldly, and we stop stressing about those things, people are going to look at us kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And our people are going to see that we're kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And that's where this whole idea of being aliens and exiles or strangers or sojourners or whatever words you want to use, where that idea comes in, that's what makes us weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. However, one of the things that I think is a challenge for us in in this passage is that it sometimes could be tempting to take this maybe to an extreme level. Yeah. And and we we say, well, I'm supposed to be separate from the world, or I'm supposed to be so different from the rest of the world that uh, either we we isolate ourselves completely or we use our differences as uh, a reason for feeling superior right. to other people right. about ourselves you know look at how much different i am ha ha yeah you know <laughs> and and that that's it's problematic when uh, definitely when we do that because then we're not going to be very welcoming to people <laughs> no <And> not at all <laughs> we we want to encourage people to to join to join our purpose um I, whenever I think of uh, the term alien, obviously there's the space alien, um, right? But another term that I, whenever I think of alien, I think of uh, somebody who has been, who has moved from their country to another country. Okay, sure. And I think about language barriers and how even even when there's this struggle, they they know that they've moved from an impoverished country to let's say America, where they have an opportunity to to make it a name for themselves. Sure, sure. They don't they don't just stop working. One they they work 
they work hard and they overcome challenges a lot of times. And you, and you see, you see this in, in maybe somebody's life that, you know, where they've, they've come from a different place and then they worked hard and, um, they've established themselves regardless of the fact that they're not from here. And I think as Christians, we can do that. It becomes so much easier when we do it together. We, we aren't, sure. we aren't supposed to be here. Well, we are supposed to be here, <laughs> but we're not supposed to stay here. And we were trying to get as many people to come along with us. And so when we um, are on that mission and we're trying to convince people to, to become Christians, doing that with people, being uh, not in isolation makes a huge difference. The series that we're in that I was talking about is called Sent Together. And the mission doesn't happen in isolation. Right. And that's something we've talked about before in uh, in our Burden Bearers episode, which might be my favorite episode. But the idea that it's not my job to get as many Christians to heaven. It's our job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. We, we just, we, we cannot do it in isolation. One of the reasons I love camp is because kids get to go there and do Jesus stuff without judgment. <laughs> And they're right. doing it with other kids. Exactly. And so when they come home, they're like, okay, we can, we can do this. It is a, it is a huge week of encouragement. Right. And that, right. that is, if, if there is one thing that I could encourage people to realize about camp, it's that, is that when you come back, there's this, there's this sense that you can accomplish a lot of things. Sure. And it's, it's great to, it's great to ride that. And I think that what you're trying to accomplish is you're trying to help everyone, kids and adults, also realize that it is possible to be different, mm -hmm. to be a stranger, to be an exile, to be an alien, mm -hmm. to be different, to be maybe considered a little weird, Yeah. but also still engaging with the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. Because we're not, we're not removing ourselves from the world. You know, Jesus in, in John 17, praying for his apostles, said, says, you know, I'm not asking you, Lord, to, to take them out of this world. That's not what they need, because they have a job to do still right. in this world. They have a responsibility, and, and we do too. And so uh, the, the challenge then for us is to figure out, how do we do that? Yeah. How do we go about being different and still engaged with the world? Yeah. It's that in the world, but not of the world, yeah. is the phrase that you often hear used. Absolutely. How do we do that? What what can make us different, but not so weird that we're isolated from the rest right. of the world? I think Jesus was <laughs> the he was the best at it. Like oh sure, and in, I think his model works well. He we we say he ate with sinners, you know. Okay, he did, he right. Didn't, he didn't stay there. He went home with people who were like him, and he received encouragement. He gave encouragement, but he still went out and <laughs> told people about who he was. Right. So one of the things that made Jesus different from others around him was that he was, his level of, of compassion and his patience with other people, his forgiveness of other people was unique. Yeah. It, you know, and I think that that's, that's going to be... Well, it needs to be true of us, uh, whether it is or not yeah. all the time. It, it, that's something that needs to be true of us. You know, we need to be different in that we are more patient and we are more willing to forgive 
and we are more compassionate toward others uh, in our relationships in in this world. And that's something that should make us very different from the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. But keeps us engaged with the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and that's the kinds of things that were going through my mind is is, you know, our our uh, generosity. Mm-hmm. You know, we should we should be some of the most generous people in the world mm-hmm. as Christians. Uh, our priorities should be very different from the rest of the world. You know, we we prioritize our relationship with God. We we prioritize our relationship with fellow Christians. You know, like you're saying, that that has to be something that uh, we take advantage of, yeah. and 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 use as a a way to continue to keep us strong in our faith. And uh, that's different, but it doesn't isolate us right. from the rest of the world. Right. It's a when you start to get into the nitty gritty of it, it can it can become confusing. <laughs> right. But it. When when we are still engaged, man, and we're on fire. This is what I, I forgot what I was going to say earlier, but I remembered when we are filled to the brim with God. Mm. It doesn't. Other stuff just doesn't matter anymore. Right. Stuff right. that doesn't that doesn't have any eternal significance stops mattering. Right. And when we are filled with God, one all we want to do is tell others about Him, and it becomes a lot more difficult to be swayed by the world. That's right. And so you're able to engage with it effectively and not be pulled back in. <laughs> right, right. So the question, am I an alien? I think in a lot of ways we need to be ready to say, yeah, absolutely. I, that That's supposed to be a part of what defines my role or identity mm-hmm. as a Christian. Absolutely but not to the degree that I am isolating myself from the rest of the world or I'm feeling superior over everybody else around me because I'm so much better, quote-unquote, than everybody else. Uh, Just it, we are different from the rest of the world and and should look different. Yeah. Um, If you're listening to this and it is the week of camp, I just ask you pray for us. Um, We are... Well, you were talking about being compassionate and patient and generous. By Thursday, <laughs> it will be worn thin. Yes, uh, right. <laughs> just ask that you continue to pray for us, and hopefully that it'll be it'll be a great week. I know. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It's a great theme. It's a great reminder for all of us. And so we want to thank all of you who are listening for uh, listening to this week's episode. We hope that it has been one that is going to help you grow in your faith and especially will be a blessing to you as you grow in your identity as a follower of Jesus. Have a blessed day.